To Be Honest is brought to you by Game Time, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know that NFL tickets tend to drop right before the game starts? Game Time tracks prices in real time for thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the Game Time app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game, including your seat view before you head to the game so you're not sitting behind a wall or in the shade or in the sun that's too bright for your eyes. It's great. I, that's my favorite feature. So make sure you check it out. Make sure you go to the App Store or the Play Store now to download the Game Time app and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. To be honest, I'm your host, D'Angelo Williams, bringing in your co-host, Jake Seeley, fantasy expert and all things football, basketball, hockey, badminton, uh, shuttlecock. Uh, <laughs> you, you mentioned every other all around <laughs> sports guy, cricket. Welcome, Jake. Uh, the, the only one I other do fantasy for is baseball. And that's the one you didn't even mention. <laughs> like does 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 anybody watch baseball anymore after the astros got accused of uh you know stealing signals uh we talked about that last week though but yeah they still watch it everybody always says that about baseball here's the one thing d'angelo i will tell you this you hate on fantasy if you want to be successful when you know more than everybody else at fantasy baseball is the one you play not football as you should know this the randomness of football is just so over the top compared to base more often than not the best person wins out in baseball well i'm gonna tell you why i don't do fantasy football and fantasy sports altogether because i see you most of the time defending who you told people to pick on social media because sometimes you're right most of the time you're wrong but again it all boils down to the opportunities that that player gets at that given time you got all that right except for one thing. It's most of the time I'm right, sometimes I'm wrong. You got that backwards. Ooh, Jay, you do a lot of defending yourself, brother, on social media. Like, for you to be right so many times, you wouldn't defend yourself. Like, I'm no, 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 I'm no. 100% not- sure from Friday till Tuesday morning, you are in the fight of your life. No, not even close. <laughs> You you you, pay, you haven't been paying attention to me at all. At least I know what you do, and at least I know what you're living in your stats and everything. I one hundred. Like I can pull up your tweets right now, yeah. Jake. Yeah, and and you're there's totally hold on. Defending. No, 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 no. Because the, you're saying defending as if I'm wrong. I'm not defending. I'm telling people why they rank the way they are. This is before the games have even played. I'm telling people that they're wrong. They're dumb to question me. Oh, oh. So where do you get all your insider information? <laughs> everywhere <There's> a myriad <laughs> of stuff. dude like this is why it takes so long it's about 60 hours of research a week because i'm on nfl like their site for their stats i'm on all these pro all those stupid stats that you don't like but those point to things where i can go investigate and then what i have always told you i watch the games i watch the players i have my own opinions on the players and that's why we talked about that before the draft, too, and we even talked about it. We said, you even asked me, who do I like more? And we were in lockstep. But, you know, we got speaking of liking things more, this is going to be interesting today because we do have our all-decade team to talk about. So yes. there's going to be some interesting names there. And plus, celebrate some Thanksgiving. So it's going to be a fun, fun, fun show, I think. Although, speaking of defending yourself, 
I, I think I'm. I, I think you want to give me an apology to start things off today. I I, I do. <laughs> I I want to start off by saying this. So Lamar Jackson, uh, before the season started, uh, he was in an interview. Uh, I don't know if we have the capabilities to play that interview back, but he said, you know, hopefully that it'll be the best offense they've ever seen. This is what I'm going for. He was like, you guys are going to see something that you've never seen before. And I laughed at it because I was like, this is the NFL, dude. We've seen every offense, every defense known to man. There's nothing that you can show us that we've never seen before. Granted, we still hadn't seen what we've never seen before, but we have seen a Lamar Jackson that we've never seen before. Uh, he's coming out. He's playing at an MVP type level. I mean, he's I, obviously the odds on favorite to win it. But the things that he's doing in that Baltimore offense is truly something that I've never seen traditionally out of the out of the Baltimore offense because they're more of a pound pound pass, pound pound pass, and he's giving them that finesse factor that they've never had. Like. After drinking Joe Flacco water for the last <laughs> umpteen years, like he has been a breath of fresh air. That's some poisonous water. water. <laughs> oh, dude, I know, man. But now you get this purified drinking water and you just like, dude, I've never tasted water like this before. <laughs> it's the best water ever. Meanwhile, people over in Kansas City are like, man, we've been drinking this for a while. It's been great. <laughs> <laughs> Green Bay been drinking it for a while. Pittsburgh has been drinking it for a while. Patriots. New England Patriots have been drinking it for the longest. And now that Baltimore has tasted this water and they know like, man, this is some really good stuff. Maybe I'm, they'll take look, advantage of it. But I want to apologize to Lamar Jackson because when he said that, I was like, that's probably the dumbest thing any player has ever said. They do know that this is a National Football League. It's been established for a very long time. Um, but I think I've pinpointed what type of offense that they're running. The Madden offense? This is truly, huh? <laughs> I said the Madden offense from the video game? No, they are running 100% the exact same offense that they ran in Louisville. Yeah. Uh, he's very comfortable in the offense. Obviously, when he got there last year, uh, you know, it was some issues with, you know, time and things of that nature. Uh, but he was still effective. But this year, right now, well, hold on, let me jump in there real quick. Unbelievable, because huh? it was, let me. I was say I want to jump in for a question for you. Well, two things. First of all, I, I didn't notice the apology for me in there telling you about Lamar Jackson. Oh, no, 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 I don't. I'm, what do I owe you an apology for? <laughs> because I, I tried to tell you he was right, and I tried to tell you he he was going to change the landscape, and he was one of the best quarterbacks. Ball, and you were like, "Oh, come on, Jake." So I just want to. So, so, so let me make sure I get this straight. You said nine <laughs> things. You got one of the nine things right, and you want me to apologize about the one thing, not the other eight that you got wrong? See, again, you're you're lying to the public. If you want to talk about the two things I got wrong, that's cool. But let's Well, talk. You, you, you you talked about the Dallas Cowboys being playoff contenders and that their defense was number one in the NFL. I never they said right they were stop changing things up, D'Angelo. <laughs> J- Jake, you said that the Cowboys' defense was, uh, was elite. You said, said that that's going to be the reason why said, you said Dak Prescott is not as bad as they say he is. Off contenders, yes, and they have a quality defense, yes, and they are still playoff contenders as of today, yes. Unbelievable, <laughs> <laughs> killing me with the semantics. 
No, you just try. You try to take words and change them into things that weren't even said. Yeah, that's completely different. That's not even semantics. That's just straight up lying. But anyway, okay. This, right. well, I don't owe you an apology. No, no. So I do, no, I do have a legitimate question for you, D'Angelo. Though, yes. so you mentioned it. So one of the things heading into the season, whether with you or anybody else, it was why I was throwing support behind Lamar Jackson, is because I said last year, as you mentioned, when he comes in and replaces Joe Flacco, now. I kept saying this, but I want to know if it's true and how much of it is true. Maybe if it's only 70% true. So one of the things, watching the offense he was running last year, they obviously didn't change the entire playbook, an entire game plan for Lamar Jackson. He stepped in, played some of what Joe Flacco was asked to do. They tweaked it a little bit and ran a little bit more. But until this year, they didn't overhaul the offense is what you're saying. So that was one of the excuses, but some people come out and say, well, they're not that dumb. But my point was their NFL teams don't change that quickly. And this is an overhaul of an offense. It's one thing if you went from Joe Flacco to Case Keenum to Brandon Allen, but to change this level, it's too hard to do in the middle of the season, correct? Correct. I'm going to tell you what I think they did. And this is, you can quote me on this, but this is what I think they did. What they did was they took the terminology that Lamar Jackson understood at Louisville and they applied it in the NFL. So they didn't change the plays or overhaul the offense. They just changed the terminology because they knew Lamar Jackson understood it. So now all we got to do is teach everybody else that. That's why he's so comfortable in this system. Being in Louisville and knowing that terminology and being familiar and uh, knowing it like the back of his hand, that's the only difference from making that leap from college to the NFL is the terminology of the plays. Like this play in college may be buck left, but then, you know, once you get to the NFL, it might be Y razor X sting, uh, Y go. So now you just said, Hey, you know, we simplifying it instead of calling it that because Lamar Jackson know what this is, is it's going to be buck left. So that's what I mean by they overhaul the terminology of the offense not necessarily overhauling the offense itself. Right. Okay. So yeah. that's why I feel like he's so comfortable, man. He get up, he he flip over that wristband. He did the same thing in Louisville. He called a play. He's comfortable when he comes to the line. He know what he's doing. He know when to run. He knows when to pass. Last year, I'm not so sure he knew when to do that. He was playing Madden football, if you will. <laughs> He'll drop back, scan the field, not knowing necessarily knowing where his first, second, third, fourth read is. Well, now, because it's a college offense, and it, well, it has college terminology, not necessarily a college offense. Right. His college ter- terminology, he can, it's a Rolodex now. Like, I've been in this system for three years, four years, you know, five years. Like, I know that terminology. Now, let's go. Let's go. I, I know how to check. I know what to do because this is my offense. And they're really catering to him in Baltimore, and it's it's paying dividends for him. All right, so let's talk about a quarterback, and here you go. You get to be right about this one, D'Angelo, and I was wrong. And I will say this. I'm not making excuses in the fact that this offense is. But lost. you're not apologizing. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, I am. Here's what I was going to say. I'm 100% wrong about this because even with the injuries to this offense and having no wide receivers to speak of, I still remember th- I told you this, and I told a lot of people I was 100% wrong with D'Angelo. I thought Carson Wentz was the type of quarterback that could overcome that, similar to Tom Brady, and throw and be adequate with whoever's out there because he was that good. You were right about Carson Wentz. I was wrong about him. Can, can you say it? Can you say it one more time? I just said it like three times. How many times do you want me to say? Yeah, it? just just one more. I just it makes me uh, feel see. Really I, good see, this myself. is why because it's so rare that I get to say it that you just want me to repeat <laughs> it. So I was Dude, wrong, I, D'Angelo. You were right about Carson Wentz. 
thank you, man. I really appreciate that, man. You are definitely between the two of us. You're definitely a bigger person. Uh, <laughs> make sure that I put that out there. <laughs> now you're but right. If you look at, <laughs> but if you look at what happened to Carson Wentz, sustaining the injury that he sustained, and then having to live up to what Nick Foles did. Like I, I, I tell a lot, people really don't understand. Like being a backup quarterback in the National Football League. There's no pressure on you at all. Nobody's expecting you to do anything. There's no expectation level there. So when Nick Foles came in as a starting quarterback, everybody was just like, oh, this team, we don't we write this team off. And he came out and he had the best five, six games of his career. Wins the Super Bowl, gets Carson Wentz paid, and then ends up going to Jacksonville. Obviously, he's in Jacksonville, just got back from injury, and is starting there. And, you know, that's a whole other animal there. But – Looking at Carson Wentz, I knew that genetic makeup when he was going through the the mental the mental problems that you have with going on IR and not being a starting quarterback and you know uh, not experiencing a little bit of success but only experiencing a little bit of heartache and failure or setback you know and this one being a big one watching the quarterback in front of you succeed and get you to that championship that mental block man. It's something serious as it relates to getting your job and doing your job. He got all the money, but that mental block is very similar to what the quarterback went to in Indianapolis and Andrew Luck. Like, it's very tough to come back from injury after injury because you have to deal with family members. You got to deal with fans. Can't wait till you come back. And then you maybe experience a setback as you coming back. And, like, it all plays with your mentals because the National Football League is an unforgiving league. Because every play that you take off, there's another guy trying to take your job. So if Carson Wentz can't get the job done, they'll draft a quarterback and life will move on as the Philadelphia Eagles. They'll be like, he'll be one of the biggest busts in uh, NFL history. And which would be crazy to think about <laughs> a team over there that finally has their quarterback. And you said Nick Foles, that was originally your pick to start the season. So, yeah. let's. Uh, how about this? This is easy because you don't have to worry about changing this for injuries or anything like that. You want to talk about our all-decade teams? Because I'm really curious. Oh, I'm you, super excited. About you this. played with a lot of these people, so I'm kind of curious where you're going to go did. with a lot of these. So, should we just start with quarterback? I mean, I assume that's yeah. Where let's we start, go let's with. start with quarterbacks. We can only pick one, right? Yes. So it's going to go snake. We can only it, pick it, one quarterback. So you're going to. So it's either you, me. I need to know the me. rules. Can you give me the rules? Yeah, yeah Jake? No, it's very simple. You, you didn't give me any rules when okay. you gave me this. It's very very simple. It's whatever basis you want to use. Is they're the best player for you this decade? This decade is from 2010 to 2019, so specifically okay. the teens there, and it's going to be serpentine. So either you can have the first pick or the second pick, but it's so if you go first, that means then I go back to back and then you go again. So do you want to be first or do you want the first back to back pick? You know what? I, I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna okay. go first. So I, who's your quarterback? So quarter. So quarterbacks. Uh, my quarterback is between Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees. But think about this. The San Diego Chargers had to make a decision between Phillip Rivers and Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we know that they they chose Phillip Rivers and Drew Brees was sent out to you know New Orleans. And obviously, we know who had the better career. But imagine being the San Diego Chargers. Like, ooh, that's tough because <laughs> Phillip Rivers is not even on any all-decade teams in any decade or how you put it. But between Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees, I'm going to go. And Drew Brees, uh, 
you know, and Aaron Rodgers both. They have the ability to be plugged into any offensive system and they can flourish. Uh, a lot of people think that the obvious pick here would be Tom Brady, but with all the swirling things, even myself seeing it, like you could see Tom Brady, it could be a timing thing. It could be a system. It could be, you know, with the Patriots way, that's what it's all about. It's all about timing in that system. So if you can get that timing, you could be a really good quarterback in the uh, Patriots offense. So between Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers as my starting quarterback because I honestly feel <laughs> like you look at that Green Bay offense, like Aaron Rodgers makes that team go. He is the driving force. He is the spark, and he has been that spark for a very long time. I can, like, vividly recall, you know, him sitting in the green room uh, on the first day of the draft waiting to be drafted because he thought he was going to be a that. top five, top 10, top 20 pick. And he fell face. late in the round. I mean, late in the draft and went to green Bay. And then he had to sit out and buy his time because there was a young gunslinger, not young, but a very mature gunslinger and Brett Favre. So he waited his time. He came in, he stepped up. And now, I mean, both of them are, I mean, all three of them, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, and Tom Brady are all hall of famers. So I'm going with Aaron Rodgers as my quarterback to lead me on this all-decade team from 2010 to 2019. All right. So I initially thought you were going to go with Drew Brees after all that, which, by the way, I also have a friend, sadly, who's a Dolphins fan, and I remember they had an opportunity to get Drew Brees when you were talking about that situation. What could have been for the Dolphins, too? There's a lot of things that would have oh, been for Drew Brees on team. Maybe it even wouldn't have been Drew Brees, though, because the Dolphins would have ruined him. So, uh, I like Oh, yeah, no. Well, I, I don't know, man. Drew Brees is a, a competitor and a winner. I just I, – I don't understand how – like, I, maybe, maybe you can help me on this as a fan because as a player – like players don't just progressively get better. You're either good and then like you either when I say progressively getting better, like you can't tell me that Philip Rivers was that much better than Drew Brees where you just like, hey, you know what, Drew Brees, you're out the door. Philip Rivers, you're in here. No, but uh, you know, you gotta remember Drew Brees at the beginning of his career, to your point, he was needing to progressively get better. I mean, his best season was the last season with the Chargers when it was thirty five hundred yards and twenty four touchdowns, and then you have to factor in the injury. So you kind of understand, and I say you don't factor in the injury there, man. That's that's crazy. Like that's saying, what it, I'm that's trying what to excuse them. About. Although we've talked about this before, is there? Any, was that's one of the worst run organizations. I mean, this is the team that every single year drafts somebody, and makes them sit out and hold out, and plays fighting games. But, but we're not. Talking they about also anything. drafted Ryan Leaf. So <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what, that, what does that tell you? <laughs> All right. So I was leaning towards Aaron Rodgers, but, and I don't mind your pick, but the only problem I have is I mean, we're talking decades. We are talking two yes. seasons where he got hurt. And I know that's not on him talent wise. It's just, if we're talking a deck, we have to find a way to split hairs, D'Angelo. So if yes. Aaron Rodgers has two seasons where he got banged up, Drew Brees, the last, speaking of two seasons, the last two seasons, he hasn't had to really be the Drew Brees we knew. And that's where I kind of come off of him and say, you know what? This team is different now with more run balance and credit to him for accepting that and playing within that system to still be great. But somebody who's done it, the argument against Carson Wentz before, somebody who goes out there every single year and throws to nobodies. I mean, when you go back to 2007, that's the past decade. We're not talking about that decade, so we're not talking about Randy Moss. So let's talk about Tom Brady winning Super Bowls and playing 16 games every single year except for one, which he still threw 28 touchdowns in 12 games that season. So I'm going to, yes, the easy answer, yeah, I will take Tom Brady in the Super Bowls and making nobodies into great receivers. 
So you're saying that you could plug Tom Brady in any offense and he'll flourish? I I don't think we can say anything about it. I think we have to assume that, but why wouldn't we assume that from the way that he's played? He's turned crap wide receivers into great wide receivers. So, you know, of course, can, can we say you plug in, to, to what I just said, can you plug in Drew Brees to the Dolphins and he makes the Dolphins great? Yes, 100%. I don't think so. <laughs> if you look around the league right now, every team that's struggling right now struggles because the quarterback is struggling and Drew Brees isn't. Drew Brees in any offense will make that instantly make that team better or a playoff contender. I didn't say Super Bowl contender, playoff <laughs> contender, meaning they're fighting for a playoff spot. That's just how elite and how yeah. good he is. Aaron Rodgers, the same way. Tom Brady has his team there every single year. I think that's going to be the biggest question is if either one of them sticks around. We we need that answer, D'Angelo. We need to see Tom Brady retire and we, see what Bill Check can do. But but here's the thing, though. I'm going to be careful how we we ask that question and, and, and how it's answered because we said the same thing about Peyton Manning, and when he got to Denver, he couldn't throw a damn ball to save his life. He ended up winning the Super Bowl, but that's not what we asked Well, he for. also had a fused like, neck. <laughs> I understand that, but you get what I'm saying? I don't want him to be too old to where we can't see oh, him still see play at the no. level that he played at. So we're, we're comparing apples to oranges. No, no, no. What, I'll sense. agree with you there. And what I'll say is like, I don't think like if Tom Brady left the Patriots, I don't think seeing him similar to Joe Montana, I don't think that will give us the evidence to say whatever. I think the evidence that the only one we're going to get is if Tom Brady just retires or leaves the Patriots and Bill Belichick turns another quarterback into Tom Brady level. And then we can say maybe it was more Belichick in the system than it was Tom Brady. So here's the real. Well, he did that already. He he did it with two quarterbacks. He did, he did it, it with little, uh, Garoppolo. Yeah, it's not, and that's, he did it with Castle. That's, that's brief times. I mean, Nick Foles looked amazing with the with the Eagles. I mean, there's brief glimpses. And remember Matt Flynn throwing five touchdowns at the end of the season for the Packers. Like so, I mean, there's little brief little glimmers. I want to see multiple seasons. Is what I'm saying. So I understand. But okay. I want to get to I want to get to the running backs because I'm so curious about this. I got the first yeah. pick, and you get to go back to back. I'm kind of happy it worked out this way because I want you to get your two picks in before I get my second one. But I'm, I'm really <laughs> curious to. This is your position. This is your. Yes. I, I hate to tell you, D'Angelo, I'm not picking you with my first pick. I'm sorry, uh, but <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I wasn't even on the list. I was like, this is bullshit. Like, <laughs> I'm not even on the list. <laughs> Rightfully so, but still, like, I mean, you could have, like, you know. Honorable mention. Kind of stroked my ego a little bit. Oh, you definitely. Hey, you've got honorable mention for me. I can tell you that much. I remember winning a championship in fantasy football because of you. How about that? <laughs> can make you feel better? <laughs> it's all about you. It's all about you, Jake. <laughs> so I'm going to, for number one, this is a tough one for me. I went back and forth between about three people. And I'm going to go, since we're talking again, decade, I'm going to go barely LaShawn McCoy. And I'm going to go with LaShawn McCoy. Because even though he missed times here and there, it's hard, you know this, to get 15 games and 16 games. And he did it for almost every single season, putting up over 1,000 yards most of those seasons, playing for the Eagles and the Bills, playing for two different teams and putting up numbers. Now, granted, last year stinks, and this year kind of stinks. But seven years, you know it, D'Angelo, seven years for a running back at that level. And what does he happen to be? The leading rusher over the past decade by about 600 yards? I, I got to lean towards him. Like I said, this this one kept me up at night trying to think about. Jake, that what the hell are you thinking? LaShawn <laughs> <laughs> Le Le McCoy wasn't even in my top five. Yeah, oh, that's disrespectful. 
that no what's disrespectful is the fact that he's number one on your damn list but but go ahead i, I want to hear you too i, I want to hear you no too. no no. you got two you know so we gotta go snake back-to-back picks it's you you get to okay. pick both so yours my my number one pick was very very tough for me it was very very tough for me um as a matter of fact it did actually keep me up uh because <laughs> i was trying to figure out if i wanted to go with this guy or go with that guy and and I would go with that guy, but then I'm like, well, this guy's better. So then I'd go with this guy. So I ended up settling on this guy. And this guy that I'm referring to is Adrian Peterson. He's my number one, and this is why he's my number one. I doubted the hell out of him when he came out of Oklahoma because I was like, that's one running style that's not going to translate into the National Football League. And this is why. At the time, uh, and this is why it was so big and why I chose him. At the time, they were going to the more scat back, throwing the ball out of the backfield uh, type running back, the LaShawn McCoys, if you will, uh, as Adrian Peterson was coming in. Uh, And, you know, I myself was one of those, you know, smaller backs that were scat back that can hide behind the line. And Adrian Peterson was that not necessarily bigger back, but not a smaller back that he would run guys over and not have the same cutting ability or success that he had in college, it was no way in hell going to translate over into the National Football League because of schematically doing things and how they eliminate, you know, certain people in the National Football League. He came in from college, man, and I have to admit, I again, I didn't think I liked his rushing style at the time would translate over, but he came back from the ACL injury, man, and rushed for 2,000 yards and was the MVP of the league. You don't do that as a running back. Uh, <laughs> off an ACL injury, a major ACL injury, that's why Adrian Peterson is my number one. He was one. my number and two. And me right into number two. If there's anything you want to say about AP, go ahead. No, no, no. Because my, my number two is it was easily number one. All right. Who's number – wait, wait. So he's Frank your number – Frank Gore. is your number one, period? No, Frank Gore is my number two. Okay. Adrian Peterson is my number one. Okay. Frank Gore is my number two, and here's why. He's Mr. Reliable. I, I don't know if you know this, but we're in year 15 of a running back's career, and he's still a starter. Not a healthy scratch, like still a starter. He's Mr. Reliable. He played for the 49ers for 10 years, bro. Obviously, you know that I'm a 49ers fan. His <laughs> second year in the league, he went for 1,600 yards. Granted, he's only won over 10 touchdowns one time. But just having that productivity out of a running back and doing it for just for such a long time. You know, he played with the 49ers for 10 years. He had a, a year with the Colts. He had a year with the Dolphins. And then, you know, now he's with the Bills. A lot of people don't know that he's with the Bills. He's number three all time in rushing. And I think the only way that he retires from the game as if he's number one and he's going to continue to chase Edmund Smith until he catches him. But that's the reason why Frank Gore is my number two. Could have been my number one because when he came out of college, guess what? He was hurt. Yeah. He's, he's towards ACL three times. And three times. And and so you just want consistency. That's all. That's what that pick is. I, that's it, it has nothing to do with consistency. It has everything to do with playing at a high level. You said it with Tom Brady. I'm just repeating what you said, but I'm giving it to a running back in Frank Gore. He has been doing it for a very long time, for 15 years, out of Miami University. This guy is a baller. 
That's why he's number two on my list. Who's number two on your list? LaShawn McCoy, not (laughs) even in my top five. He's a great talent. I put Chris Johnson over LaShawn McCoy. Chris Johnson did it for like two K. Yeah, he did it for like three years. So that's. I mean, I I mean, this this is why I have a problem with that, and and I'm gonna bring another player into this. He did it so. JJ Watt did it for three years. No, no, he only did it for three years. No, 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 I'm with you, but here's the problem: like for Chris Johnson, you have to take out the 2000 because that was 2009. That's my problem. That's the only reason why you got to take out his. Yeah, but he's still the same player, though. No, no, no. So what I'm saying is, if we're talking decade here. You got to eliminate part of their seasons. So if we're starting from 2010, you lose Chris Johnson's best season. I'm not disagreeing with you. Like Chris Johnson, if we could go I, back I'm, just one extra year, I would have taken Chris Johnson over LaShawn McCoy, but we can't take that one well, extra I'm, year. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. If Barry Sanders last year was in 2010 and he only rushed for 10 yards, damn it, he's number one on my list. See, and you can make whatever reason. That's exactly. See, you can make whatever reason you want. So it, you know what? I'm going to get you to help me on my last one. How about that? Because I'm con- okay. I'm conflicted. I'm I'm really conflicted here because I have both of them have shorter spans of success than LaShawn McCoy. Both of them have elite levels of success. I almost went with Matt Forte for what he did for multiple seasons as well. Similar. Oh God. But I'm not going Matt Forte. Matt Forte is like fourth for me. So it comes down to these two. It comes down to somebody you know very well, in Le'Veon Bell, and then Jamal Charles. Jamal Charles, for me, do you know? Do you know who leads the NFL in yards per attempt for the decade, the last past decade? Jamal Charles, five point. Jamal Charles. He's ridiculous. So I'm conflicted in this one. Like part of me wants to say Jamal Charles, part of me wants to say Le'Veon Bell because I still think Le'Veon Bell has more left. And if you're going to give me two more seasons of Le'Veon Bell, despite getting destroyed by Adam Gase in that offense, I, I think Bell wins out. But as of today, which one do you take? I'm taking. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> I'm gonna take Le'Veon Bell because right, he's, he's, he's multidimensional. You can't you can't get the receiving yards out of Jamal Charles. Well, you can, but it's more out of like backfield action. Like you could line Le'Veon up anywhere and he can run the uh, a wide receiver route and get just as open as oh, before, your best so wide before receiver. you get attacked on Twitter, you just mean you can't line up Jamal Charles on a line of scrimmage, but you can with Le'Veon. Yes, yes. You can't Because people are going to be like, what are you Charles talking about? Yeah. He can catch. Like, I just, trust me, like, I already know yeah. it's going to come. <laughs> 100%. All right. So, you were good. McCoy and Bell for me, AP and Gore for you. Uh, so, wide receiver. I got first pick here since I'm back to back. I'm going to go, with, and I'm, this is another one I'm kind of curious. Is this pick. your number one or is this your number two? No, this is my number one. This is my number one, number okay. one. Okay. And this is my number one who uh, I'm curious your opinion on this because you always ask me about the fans perspective. And again, this is one where this isn't my opinion because I've defended him and I've defended him and I've defended him and defended him. Speak like what you said before. This is defending isn't the fact I'm right. You guys are wrong. People love to hate on Julio Jones because, oh, he hasn't scored as many touchdowns as he quote unquote should. Like Julio Jones. Number one. Julio Jones is easily. My number one. He dominates the wide receiver position. And the like I said, the only complaint people have for him is that, oh, he doesn't score enough touchdowns. How about 1,200 yards, 1,600 yards, 1,800 yards, 1,400, 1,400, 1,600? Those are years in a row. He, every single season, Julio Jones dominates. People just complain, oh, he doesn't score enough touchdowns, which I think is pathetic. 
I'm I'm yarning over here because I Julio was like number four on my list of wide receivers. No, now you're just being now you're just being mean. Now you're just messing with No, him. I'm not being mean. You're going to hear the other two that was in front of him, and I'll give you the third one if you want that one. My number one receiver is Antonio Brown. Oh, I'm a little biased. <laughs> I am. But I've seen this guy work. I've seen him make ridiculous catches look routine. Uh, the best receiver of the decade, no question. Doesn't matter what team he's on, instant impact. Does not matter. You put him on any team. Like when he went to the Raiders, granted he didn't play one single down with them. Uh, but he instantly improved their chances of making the playoffs and going to the Super Bowl. Same thing with the New England Patriots. I haven't seen that done in a very long time. And when he come back, that's if and when, uh, you know, he's going to make some team better than what they were before he was there. Uh, the things that he's done, I've seen him work. It is unbelievable. I used to say all the time before, you know, even watching Antonio Brown, I was like, uh, Larry Fitzgerald was the best wide receiver when the ball was in the air. And I would say that Steve Smith was the best wide receiver when the ball was in his hands. But after seeing Antonio Brown, he's both of those in one. Hmm. Julio Jones, more yards and fewer games, more yards per target. The only thing we, we're not even going to talk about touchdowns. Exactly. You alluded to that earlier. Because that, well, no, here know. here's a serious question for Dean for you, Dean. Yards don't win games. Touchdowns do. No, no, no. So that's my biggest problem. Is so you know this better than any better than I do. Touchdowns are yeah. usually not well, not usually they're not solely dependent on you. They're a lot of dependent on the team that you play for. No, like, they're not. No, they're like but. It, but here, here it is. We're talking about from the running back position. You're right. It doesn't solely depend on you. If you're a wide receiver, 100% solely depends on you. You make that catch. You make the moves that you make. You get in the end zone. Yes, it does. Yeah, once you get the ball in your hands. But the team also yes. has to be good but enough to my get next you guy, My on. next guy, my number two, is going to prove to you what I'm saying right now. What, that the ball is in your hands and you score touchdowns? That, that he was a touchdown machine. Was. So it's somebody that isn't playing anymore? Nope. Hmm. A am I up right now or is you up? Uh, you're up. So I have a feeling you're going to take my number two then. My number two is Calvin Johnson. Yeah, you just did. You took my number it, two. <laughs> it could have been Larry Fitzgerald. It could have been Larry Fitzgerald. But my problem with Larry Fitzgerald over the last decade, he's in Arizona. He's in Arizona. He has a running quarterback now, but he's been through what? 14 different offensive coordinators. He's been the I mean, he's he's the longest tenured player in that organization. Probably the longest tenured player on the team uh as it relates to coaches and players. Uh it's no question that he earned his name Megatron. He single-handedly changed the 50-50 ball into the 80% ball because you throw it up again, touchdowns win football game where a lot of teams struggle in the red zone you know they'd run it on you know uh first uh first and goal on the goal line with one yard to go they throwing it up to megatron he was six forever receiver <laughs> who could literally be on the one yard line and pass it to him and he can outrun you so he in my opinion could have been number one but antonio brown size speed uh hand eye coordination unmatched calvin johnson was just he was one of those, he was the shack of basketball. Like everybody was like, man, if he wasn't so big, he wouldn't be that good. But he is that big. <laughs> so you can't take 
that away from him. Calvin Johnson is the uh, Shaquille O'Neal of the National Football League, and he too will be a Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah, and I don't disagree. That, that was my number two. And my two were going to be Julio and Calvin Johnson, so you took my number two. So now, you, now you're making me have to pivot over here. And I'm, got, I'm, I'm shocked that Julio was your number one. I'm shocked that you want to disrespect him so much. Just well, I'm not. I'm not disrespecting him. Like I do. I like. I I said something. Why on, do you hate Julio? Uh, <laughs> I, I I said something on um, TV uh, a while back, and 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 again, this is me apologizing because I I'm I'm gonna say that I was wrong. Julio Jones was trying to get paid, and then Michael Thomas had just got paid, and I was like, dude. Michael Thomas can't hold a candle to Julio Jones. I want to apologize because that young man Mm -hmm. out in New Orleans right now, Michael Thomas, right now is the best wide receiver in the game. Well, thank you for just mentioning my number two. That's where I was pivoting to. And maybe to your point, soft spot. I have a soft spot for him because I had him on the podcast coming out of college. Although, D'Angelo, I will say this. He's a lot more boring than you are. (laughs) Oh, is he? He gave me all the cliche coach answers. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to do everything I can to improve every single year. You know, I'm just going to listen to what a coach has to say. And then I like, so where do you go in New Orleans? That's good and fun to eat. Oh, I haven't been to many places yet. All right. So where like the fans show up. Oh, I don't know. I haven't seen a lot yet. Like, come on, dude. It's like, I love you, Michael Thomas. I loved you so much coming out of college. And I thank you so much for coming on the show. And you are my number two, because as you said, the, the, the four seasons right now, he's not even done with his fourth season. Are is top right. 20, 30 of this decade already. And he's, yeah, I'm with you. So that's my number two. And he only got bumped because of Calvin yeah. Johnson. Yeah. Calvin Johnson's a monster. I, 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 I hate that he retired so early, but I mean, obviously when in your mind, when you say you're done, you're done. So I, I totally get it. I totally understand, but I would have loved to continue watching him play because you know, it didn't matter how many DBs you put on him. He was just so much bigger than everybody, so much taller than it. Like that physical genetic makeup gave him an edge without him even running a route or doing anything. Oh, and ridiculous. he just worked on Matthew, his hands and his foot speed. Matthew Stafford credits his best seasons to Calvin Johnson. But, yeah, if you ever talk to Michael Dude, Thomas. Matthew t- Stafford wouldn't be Matthew Stafford without him. That's what I'm saying. I'm with you. <laughs> Was, he he said, need to credit his career to him, not no, couple, just those his seasons, best season. <laughs> to still having a career. <laughs> hey, All oh. right, so here's one for you. The tight end position, and you get to go. It, it's The question is just who outside of Gronk? Because if we were doing tight end, there's no, it's just Gronk. Let's right. move I, on. I, I mean, obviously I chose Gronk. I was going to go Tony Gonzalez because, I mean, Tony Gonzalez when he was in Kansas City, man, and then when he went to Atlanta, he was still playing at a high level, and he was old as shit. And he was still doing it. Uh, we got Grunk at a young age. You know, I'm not saying that Grunk is the Grunk is the most talented. I'm saying that with the timing, because again, you know, it's the Patriots' way. He put up crazy numbers. He extended that offense. He's played in like so many Super Bowls. There's no way it couldn't been Grunk being number one. But Tony Gonzalez, in my opinion, is a very close number two but just doesn't have the resume that Grunk has in the short amount of time that he did it. No, so speaking of short amount of times, that's where I'm going with mine. I'm I'm taking Travis Kelsey. And I think similar to Michael Thomas, he's on his way. And, you know, I mean, just look, the last three seasons, 1,100, 1,300 yards, and, what, 22 touchdowns? He's on his way there. And Patrick Mahomes or not, he was on his way there already. 
See, see, here's 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 the only dilemma that I have with that. Like he could be on his way there, but I don't know how they'll I can't see in today's times in the NFL with the contracts being as massive as they are and the salary cap that they can keep that team together. Like the Tyreek Hills of the world. I don't is he gonna stay? That takes a lot of pressure off your tight end spot. Mahomes, you obviously you gotta pay him. Uh, you know, there's a lot of guys on that offensive side that's want to get paid. Can they pay all those guys and keep them together, that nucleus, and keep the pressure off Travis Kelsey? If they can't, then Travis Kelsey numbers will drop, and therefore Jimmy See, Graham might have better numbers than him. I, I, I actually disagree a little bit. I think Travis Kelsey can be fine just as the number one because he's even seen it with Tyreek Hill off the field that he's put up the numbers. But anyway, we gotta we gotta kind of move these along. So let's look. We'll quick hit the defensive players. How about that? Just okay, quickly. Quick all right, so I get to go first in defensive line, so I'm taking your pick because I know you're going to say the same thing. So maybe should we say who's not J.J. Watt on the defensive line? Should that be the question? Similar to Gronk? What? You – what? Wait, wait, you're not taking J.J. Watt? Th- that's very disrespectful. That is very disrespectful. Who are you taking over J.J. Like, Watt? I don't – Aaron Donald. What do you mean? Oh, you're quiet now. You're quiet now. What, what's happened Aaron with Aaron Donald this year? Donald. What happened with your? What, they're what doubling and tripling him. That's what's going on with Aaron Donald. Yeah, what's going what on with JJ Watt? Double and triple Again. team JJ Watt. You can't stop him. JJ Watt had three great seasons, and you, for one, talked about at the top of the at the top of the podcast about the injuries, injuries, injuries. That's exactly what JJ Watt has hit in his career. He's had more injured seasons than he had healthy <laughs> seasons. So you're gonna tell me? That he's on the all-decade team because he had three good. You, you said this, Jake, earlier when I was talking about the. He did it in a short amount of time. That's exactly what uh, JJ White did. He had three great seasons. Three, three. Uh, so if you have a 15-year career and he had, had three great seasons, good seasons, you've already oh, proud of where Aaron Donald is balling. Wait, wait, you're so. I was about to say first of all, it was four good years in a row. If you want to say 2013 wasn't that good. He had four great seasons. What, are we dismissing 2018 after he comes back? Some of your, Adrian I'm, I'm just Peterson. saying he was, the, he was the NFL defensive player of the year three years in a row, or three years total. Three out of four years, and then he still had another great season. He led the league in forced fumbles, 16 sacks in 2018 coming off injuries, which was two years in a row of injuries. J.J. So Watt, you're telling me J. J. right Watt, now, you're question. telling me in the decade, you're taking J.J. Watt over Aaron Donald. At their peaks, absolutely. You've lost your damn mind, Jake. Fantasy football has really gotten to your head. Said, I don't play fantasy football with defensive players. Oh gosh. How many seasons? How many seasons of double digit sacks does Aaron Donald have? Three. And how many does JJ Watt have? Four. Well, actually, almost I think five, actually. Yeah, five. Okay. And and what's the what's the despair? What's what's the difference in how many years each one of them has played? They both what, six for Donald? So how many has Watt played? I mean, one, two, three, four. He's basically played six outside the missed seasons. He led the league. You're talking about those three years. Led the leagues in tackles for a loss. How much? How many more things do you want here, dude? That is crazy. If, no, no, you no, no. See, that's the thing. JJ Watt. If, if you want to make an argument for Aaron Donald, I'm fine with that. But to tell me I'm crazy for JJ Watt, you're off your rocker. You said nobody was even close. I would say nobody's even close. I still would say nobody's even close. He changed the game. <laughs> He went from delivering pizzas okay. to changing the NFL. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, so you, can't. you get to go first. Go linebacker. So I'm going linebacker. I'm going Luke Keekley. 
Um, by far, he's a general on the field. He has picks. He he reminds me of a younger, more athletic Cadillac uh, uh, when he was playing with the Bears. Uh, lack, there's no way that there's another. I, in my opinion, I think Luke Keekley since Ray Lewis has been the best linebacker to play the game. So it has to be Luke Keekley. I knew you were going to take Luke Keekley because you already said that earlier this season. I'm I'm still I don't have a problem with Luke Keekley. I would take Von Miller because you took Keekley. Von Miller's not a linebacker. Yeah. He's a three four linebacker stand up in. Yeah. Like we've we've but had he, this discussion. But he qualifies because him. he's listed as a linebacker. For you to say that, you'd have to say Terrell Suggs. You'd have to say uh they're not I, covering anybody. Hey, and I said if you didn't take Keekley. But as you give me my second option, I'm taking what's qualified as a linebacker. And for what he does, he does what he does. And he does is what he does better than anybody else that does it. Okay. If you if you want to break down between the two, we could have that as a different discussion for another day. But it's for that last one. We can. One. All right. We can. So that's, here's the last that's one. That's crazy. They're, they're defensive ends. Corner slash safety. And I came down to two people. And I'm so one's got the career. One has the recency. And I'm going to lean away from the recency because similar to your argument against Tom Brady, I want to say Stefan Gilmore, who hasn't even allowed like a completion in his past couple games. This dude is ridiculous. I don't know how much of that, like you put him on an island on the Dolphins defense. Is he still as good? That's kind of like the question you brought up before. So I'm going to go with somebody that I've seen play for multiple teams. And similar to your argument for Frank Gore is still on your team now playing at a great level. Granted, it's an amazing defense in your 49ers, but he's been in multiple places now and still playing great. I, Richard Sherman, for me, I think he personifies the corner position for this decade. I think if you think 2010 to 2019, D'Angelo, and 20 years from now, you're going to say Richard Sherman. But we're not talking about that 15, 20 years now. We're talking about that in the, in the future. So who's right better than now, Richard Sherman in this decade? No. I, there's no Richard Sherman even. So <laughs> let me make sure we get this right. I said at the top of the podcast or close to the top of the podcast that if uh, Barry Sanders would have played one snap in 2010, he'd have been my running back. So I'm going to hold true to that because Ed Reed and Troy Palomalu <laughs> played in this decade. Barely. And you just flat right out disrespected no. the work that they put in. Dude, even and on the tail end of their careers, I don't give a damn what DB. It could be Patrick Peterson. It could be Charles Woodson. It does not matter. There's nobody better on the defensive side than Ed Reed and Troy Palomalu. And this is what's crazy. Steelers fans would say Troy Palomalu. Ed Reed, Baltimore fans would say Ed Reed. But everybody on the outside will have a hard time choosing between those two because, in my opinion, in my opinion, they're the two greatest safeties of all time. Name another one that's better. And I don't need to, but also I'll just tell Zuri, make sure you save that and rewind the tape because D'Angelo trashed me for J.J. Watt, and now he's taking people who played like five games in this decade. I just want you to know. It they're still in the decade, though. They're still in there. And like, if and Randy so, Moss would have been in this decade. But you just trashed me for J.J. Watt, who has five yes. good seasons, four amazing seasons, 
for only having that versus Aaron Donald, but then you're going to tell me that Ed Reed and Troy Palomo playing at like a handful of games in this decade makes yes. them this decade. Yes. I told you at the top, you can classify it whatever way you want. You asked what the rules and were. And I classified it the way I wanted and to I classify it, And I think you're drunk Jake. because they didn't play their level in this decade. If you tell me this decade, and I don't care what you did until 2009, December 31st, 2009 that year, 2010, January 1st is what matters for me. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, you got you got a certain criteria that you wanted your guys to hit. I had a certain criteria <laughs> well, for my that, guys. Let's go back to quarterback and say Peyton Manning because he played a little bit in this decade. Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Peyton Manning over Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, and Tom Brady? Stop it. Uh, Stop it. Maybe we can get Joe Montana. How many, how many to take Super Bowls did Peyton Manning win? Peyton Manning in this decade. Who can? I said maybe we could take Joe Montana, have him for one snap for your 49ers, and now we can consider him and, in this decade. And, and Joe Montana would be the number one quarterback on my list. <laughs> let, let, let's not get it twisted now. Joe Montana is in the argument for best quarterback ever to play this game. Yeah, and I don't care. Let's talk, but we don't care about that when it comes down to the 2000s, even the decade before this. <laughs> He's done it. Dwayne Haskins officially has his first win as a starting quarterback in the National Football League. Now that he's finally on the board, learn more about his season and the Washington football team on Hail to the Podcast with D'Angelo Hall and Aaron Hawksworth. Before Washington's big win over the weekend, D'Angelo and Aaron broke down whether or not the team had reached rock bottom and if the players should defend GM Bruce Allen. So remember, that's Hail to the Podcast with D'Angelo Hall and Aaron Hawksworth on the Athletic Podcast Network. All right, let's talk Thanksgiving, D'Angelo. we got to get out of here for this show. We, people, yes. we need to make people thankful and happy. So these are just quick hit ones. Quick hit, D'Angelo answers. And I'll, maybe I'll sprinkle a few of mine. I just want to know, Thanksgiving, D'Angelo, what's your best side dish? What's the must-have side dish on Thanksgiving for D'Angelo Williams? Must-have side dish is greens with hot water cornbread. I, I'm with you on the cornbread. I'm not with you on the greens. I love some cornbread. What is your best side dish? Uh, well, I just love some rolls and cornbread and all those breads and stuff like so. And then I can take a super nap afterwards. But the, my mom makes some amazing sweet potatoes, like this brown sugar, like glazed stuff. What it, they, those are amazing. I'm just gonna say that. So you don't even know the name of it. No, I mean I don't know what you'd call stuff. it. <laughs> sweet potato glory. <laughs> How about that? Is that good enough for you? Have, have you? I, I guess my question to you is: Have you ever had greens before? Yeah. I don't. I'm, I, I'm like not a vegetable guy. Seasoned greens from like somebody that know how to cook greens. Uh, maybe not that. Maybe you'll have to show me. Okay. Yeah, I'm not talking about the K and W cafeteria. No, I'm my mom makes out of the can. fresh everything herself. But I'm just I'm not a vegetable guy. And I was sweet potatoes a vegetable. I'm not. But if you notice, I sit with like brown sugar, cinnamon, blah, blah like all that type of stuff. I'm just okay. not. A, I'm not uh, a big vegetable. Fair guy. enough. Light or fair dark enough. meat for D'Angelo Williams. I'm going dark meat, brother. The white meat is just so dry, bro. Like, it is dry as hell. I can't see how people... The only way you can eat white meat, bro, like the breast, is if you infuse it with water. Like, it's just too dry. No, no, see, you just said that to me. So, for for one thing is I'm with you. I like dark meat because I love some wings in general but I, I like give me the legs give me all the, because it's just that, that everything you're saying this conversation can go so if you just like <laughs> cut up this conversation I know I'm, so I'm trying to toe around it so in any case <laughs> you said that I will say I gotta get you to, I gotta get you some turkey that my mom made because she's got the magic whatever that she can make the white meat extremely juicy like you cut it so uh, it's, 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 it's stop laughing over here 
<laughs> Let's move on then. How about this? Although, you know what? <laughs> D'Angelo, this might not even be any better. What kind of pie does D'Angelo like? Sweet potato pie, man. Sweet potato pie. And it's not the sweet potato pie. It has to be from scratch. And I can eat it all day, every day. No whipped cream. Uh, people that put whipped cream on pies are sociopaths. And they need help. <laughs> all right. Fair what enough. about you? I don't. I don't like pies. Really? Yeah. No. No pumpkin pie. No. No. Give me a cheesecake. Pie, no apple pie. Give me a homemade cheesecake. Cheesecake. Yeah. That's all I'll go with. Oh, that's different. Yeah. That's mom, very different. That's, that's not a my Thanksgiving. Mom's, my mom's day a master pie. So for everybody out there, when I had my deli, my mom made all the desserts in the house in the deli for us. So she's that good. Thank you, mom. Thank you, mama. Oh, you own the deli? Yeah, that's another conversation for another day. Okay, all right. D'Angelo Williams, thumbs up, thumbs down, parades. Thumbs up. I, I'm Macy Day Parade, I'm all for it, man. I really want to go to a Thanksgiving Day, uh, Macy's Day Parade uh, with the kids, but I'm going to wait till they get a little older uh, because I I don't, I hate when the kids, like, we go watch something and they're like, Daddy, what's this? What's that? What does this mean? What is that? And I'm missing half of what's going on because I'm trying to answer their questions. So I'm gonna wait till they get a little bit older. So it's more of them taking it in versus me have to answer questions the entire time. <laughs> what right, about you? That's all. Pray you. God, no pray God. Oh hell no! I don't ever want to step foot anywhere near a parade. You know why? I don't want to stand around for five hours to watch somebody walk back for two two seconds. Oh cool! Look, there's something that walked past me. Awesome. Let's move on. <laughs> it's the pageantry, man. It's oh, the yeah, excitement. Pageantry. Just, gotta... I, just I'll put football on. I'll go, go watch you play. It's the environment. <laughs> Do you carve your own turkey, D'Angelo? Actually, this isn't even. Um, it well, it depends. Uh, yes and no. If I'm at home and I'm hosting, uh, Thanksgiving, then I'm normally carving it. But I try to ideally go over to a family and friends' house so I don't have that responsibility. Uh, I found out around Thanksgiving or on Thanksgiving, rather. You can be very critical of the person carving the turkey. Oh, see, well, here, here's a tip for you. Here's a tip for everybody out there. This is, my dad used to be, uh, worked in a butcher shop. What you do, instead of carve, like when you see on TV, you don't carve the breast like down like you see on TV and cut in little, no. You cut up against the bone and pull the entire breast off. And then you cut that in pieces. Much better juicier the texture the straight cutting against the grain like all that's out the window it's it's very good there's your tip for you how about this D'Angelo? It'd, be, it'd be great if you can give us a tutorial video of cutting the turkey it'd be awesome <laughs> i'll think about that one day i've been doing my food reviews maybe i'll do that for thanksgiving how about <laughs> do you put up christmas decorations before or after thanksgiving hell no never before thanksgiving people that put up what about christmas, christmas music uh, no, none of that. I don't. I oh, I've already now, started listening. To come Christmas Black music. Friday. Oh, my house is jamming. Christmas tree going up, lights. Like I am all. Oh, for so it. you stay in? I You're not a people, Black Friday shopper? No, I'm not a Black Friday shopper at all. My wife and the wife will go. I'll stay home with the kids because I'm telling you, I don't give a damn how bad my kids are or how <laughs> rambunctious they want to get on that day. It's still pale in comparison to going out and going Black Friday shopping and running into the people that people have no manners. And it's it's chaotic and barbaric when you go out to Black Fridays because mm -hmm. people get these deals and, you know, it's limited supply, but awesome deals. 
you think that they, you know, overstock. But if you overstock, then you lose a lot of money no, doing no. that. So here's another tip for you, Angel. Like the turkey, they're not amazing deals. Yes. The, your best job is to stay in and stay online. And there's where you find your deals. Oh, on Cyber Monday. No, even now they, they've even started online. Like they'll start Wednesday this year. They've been moving it up and up and oh, up. Okay. Just shop online. There's there's another one for you. Two more for you. But see, that's the thing, though. Like when people go shopping on Black Fridays, they don't necessarily have a list. They just go in there to see what's on sale. And I'm it's like, oh, usually yeah, like the old TVs from two years ago, and that's why they're not the deals aren't that great. That's why you gotta go pay attention, do your research, and do online. Why, why did you say that the deals are not like so? So you don't buy old cars, you buy up to date cars. No, like, that's just like a TV, like a TV that's two years older. That's you know fifty percent of this new TV. You damn right, I'm gonna get the old TV. And it has the subpar same TV exact that's not specs. No, it doesn't. Oh, don't don't come after me with my TV knowledge. No, it doesn't. Oh, I'm telling you right now, no. these LED screens. No, nope. these LEDs, these plasma screens. No, nope. these plasma, plasma screens that have anymore. the 4K. Doesn't even there's no other upgrades that you can make to these TVs. Trust me, when you can come to my house one time and I've got I've got two TVs in my living room because I watch multiple sports. This what one is an OLED from LG, and the next one right next to it is a Vizio, and you can hundred percent see the difference. This is what I don't want to do, Jake. I don't want to come over your house and I go in your house and you have a 2019, 2020 TV, and your damn car we rode in was a 2003. Nope, I don't have that either. I lease cars. So we we got to stay on topic here. Two more. Okay, okay. <laughs> Two more. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. I forgot that. Would you be upset if you were... So you said no Christmas decoration with Christmas music. If I if you got in the car with me and I had Christmas music on, would you be like, oh, you got to turn that off? It's not Black Friday yet? Oh, no, no, no. I'm not going to tell you to turn it off. Okay. I'm going to turn it off myself. You're like, hey, yeah, I'm, I don't... I'm, uh, I'm anti-Christmas music. That's just like when you people... Hey, you don't like, touch for, another man's stereo. You're absolutely right. You also don't play with another man's ears. So, you know, there's a conflict of interest there. <laughs> All right. Last it's a conflict two. of interest. Here's what this is. I'm very curious about this one. Do you play backyard backyard football with friends and family? Because if so, I feel like you really have an unfair advantage. No, I, I really want to, though. So back home, I'm glad you asked that question, too. So back home, we have a turkey bowl. So when we have this turkey bowl, I played in it one year and like absolutely dominated, but I didn't. Play, I couldn't play running back. I had to play wide receiver or quarterback. So I can't play the position that I was a professional at. So uh, absolutely dominated. But it's all the old guys versus like the new school guys. And when I say new school, and it's high school, not college. So if you play high school from this amount of time to this amount of time, it's y'all versus the high schools that played around this amount of time and this amount of time. It's unbelievable, dude. Everybody come out. They watch it. It's in this big field in this apartment, and it goes down on Thanksgiving. So I cannot wait to go back. I'm probably going to be in the coaches, uh, in the coaches role this year because uh, I'm I've definitely 100% hung up the whole football aspect of it. I'm pretty sure you don't play. You probably what you play volleyball or something, Jake, with the family. Oh, right? That that's racist, Angel. <laughs> It's not. I'm just joking. Not at all. I, but, I thought I saw first, a volleyball court in the backyard when you were shooting some video. But you're you're 100% wrong. You're 100% disrespectful right now. I'll tell you, we've already talked okay, about I'm, this. I'm just asking, Jake. We got, we you, got our you flag. Look like look, you, so you can come into town. You can come play on my flag football team and see if anybody notices who you are. <laughs> oh, so y'all none contact. So we all full contact when we play well, ball. No, it's so full we contact, to, no pass. We actually used to play tackle football, and then some schmucks always ruin things, as you know. They start showing up with basically like you. Was you that schmuck? or no no 
Like we had other people that, first of all, just invited themselves to the game. And it was kind of like okay. the acquaintances where you're kind of like, all right, it's fine. It's cool. You can play. But then they show it with like people that are their acquaintance that nobody else in the field knows. And, you know, these freaking yoke dudes that want to lay their shoulder into you despite, you know, playing this fun game of pickup football as you're taking them out of bat. Like, they just, we don't have to be that serious. Yeah. <laughs> Last one. Since we're talking turkey. Who's your turkey athlete of 2019? You know what? You could even tie this into you want to talk about no nut November. This could you could be the same guy, or it could be two different guys. But so turkey meaning like he played well or hasn't played. No, well he's a turkey. Like has had it. He's he's a turkey. He's a schmuck. He's a bum. Ooh, biggest mess up. I'll tell you mine. It's gonna tick you off. You can go first. I gotta think about this one. Oh, this one's easy for me. Because he's not playing football. Because if he would just stop screwing around, he could be playing football right now. Antonio Brown has wasted his 2019. He is, really? He is you a, think so? He is a turkey. He's 100% turkey. And now look what he's doing. He's apologizing to the Patriots because he's trying to get back. Yeah. I mean, we, we're we apologetic country. When you apologize and we <laughs> oh, think I it's can forgive. sincere, then we forgive I can you. forgive, but you are a boneheaded turkey for 2019, Antonio Brown. Oh, you and Antonio Brown. I I don't know who. I, you know what? I'm gonna go the entire Miami Dolphins organization, <laughs> team, and fans. Why they have wins unlike they're the Bengals? All turkey. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> they're they're all turkeys, and this is why they're all turkeys. To accept that mediocrity and continue to force it down uh, fans' throats week in and week out. Like every week, you look at the Vegas line; it's double digits. You're like, how? Because they're the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> they deserve the Turkey Turkey Award. Like send the entire organization the Turkey Awards. More so than the Bengals? Yes. More so than the Bengals. The Bengals who are turning we back never, to Andy like, Dalton. <laughs> I Andy Dalton has been benched and then he just got his job back. They they obviously going through some issues there in Cincinnati. Like we expected the Miami Dolphins to be bad, but we wasn't expecting them to be this bad. Like it's just downright awful. Yeah, I th- and you know it, Jake. I think it's like more if like Cincinnati was to play the Miami Dolphins, I'm pretty sure Cincy will be favored. I don't know about that. They still got zero wins on their register. I'm telling you, they hadn't played the Dolphins yet. Yeah, it's it's. Hey, you know what? That that's fine. I still take the I'll take the Dolphins over the Bengals. You can take the Bengals over the Dolphins either way. Oh, I'm taking the Bengals 100. percent And when they They're play this year, we're definitely gonna revisit this conversation. They're both embarrassing. And so, all right. They are, but one is less embarrassing than the other one. Although it, they still well, embarrass. Like you said, we get to find out in week 16. Yes, we do. We'll, we'll make a bet on the show I, that I, I think we should live we should live podcast that game. <laughs> Why? There are the three people that want to <laughs> listen to it? No, because nobody's going to watch the game. Exactly. They're going to listen to us. <laughs> we'll be talking to nobody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, we got our to be honest to get out of here. Although, before we before we do our to be honest, did you can we slide this in? The Gerald McCoy thing? So Gerald McCoy said that uh Christian McCaffrey <laughs> was the white he was the best white guy. Most skilled ever. white player ever. Skilled white player ever to play this game. Do you agree or do you disagree? I don't have a take as more so as the fact like I find that just as disrespectful as your assumption that I would play volleyball over football. Like, 
Yeah. This is I, the thing. I, I'm, I'm going to get serious with you for a second here, D'Angelo. And it's going to like, you know, yes. it's serious with a little bit of tongue in cheek in it. It's like, we know yeah. there's underlying racism everywhere, but this is hundred percent. This is where you get the white jokey racism where it's the fact that, like, Oh, he's surprisingly athletic or, Oh, we didn't expect him to be that quick or, Oh, like I mean, go back to like the Jason he Seahorn. Like, oh, you don't ever see a white guy playing safety that well. And like, this is the this is the reverse that comes back at you. Like, he's here in baseball too. Oh, he's got surprising quickness and athleticism, and so it's always surprising because. And this is true. Like, human, like the the actual physiology of black bodies versus white bodies. Black bodies, the muscle toner is better. That's why usually better athletes, but. This is the reverse. This is the reverse, D'Angelo. This is where people get slighted and just say, "Oh, I'm surprised the white guy is so good." Yeah, I was. I was very surprised that that even made uh, like the NFL Network and all these uh, sites and stuff because of the underlying racism that was attached right. to it. But i I fell into that. I fell into that. Uh, that that trap and. I looked up some guys. I was like, man, Julian Edelman might have a conversation with this guy, Amendola, uh, John Lynch, Mike Allstott. But then it hit me, just like you said. I thought the most skilled position player, white guy, to ever play was Jason Seahorn because he was – you don't ever see white safety. <laughs> see? Exactly. Ever. And when you see him, you're just like, oh, okay, that's the guy I'm going after. I mean, yeah. that's that's See, that right there too. That's the guy I'm going after. I mean, that's, <laughs> I mean, like not, <laughs> I mean, can we talk right now? Can we say, how about Eric Weddle? I mean, right. He's, he's in the same boat. Yeah. Yeah. But Eric Weddle's no Jason Seahorn though. No, but it's like, exactly everything I, we're I, talking I, about I, like this may sound racist, <laughs> but I'm gonna say it, Jake, like Jason Seahorn pretty sure didn't have as many black friends as Weddle does. So Weddle has a little <laughs> swag to him. Like Jason Seahorn was just a white guy with not a lot of black friends. Jason Seahorn does play volleyball on Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> but you get what I'm saying, right? Like he's like out in the backyard getting, arguing over the rules of croquet or something. <laughs> yes. Eric Weddle, I'm a hundred percent has never ever had raisins in his salads or in his macaroni salad. Uh, Never had that. Thanksgiving afternoon, <laughs> Seahorn. Jeeves, fetch my horse. <laughs> <laughs> you do know that we went down this rabbit hole, Jake, and we were supposed to not touch this right. Oh, no, we we're all over it. That's what makes this show so great. <laughs> yeah. So bad. So, so bad. Hey, I so we get to in. the two be honest, Jake. Yeah, because this ties in perfectly. So I'm, I'm so glad this is where we're going. So Sam Darnold, everybody's tweeting about it yesterday. There's a report. From New York, as Sam Darnold gets wasted and hooks up with a girl after the game, and everybody's like, "Ha ha, it's it's Sam Darnold." There, you know, there's the jokes of like, "Hey, if you played for the Jets, you'd be wasted too." Or there's jokes like, "Oh, they don't get to win a lot," or "Why are we so angry about this?" Blah blah blah. And I'm kind of of that thought process. There's actually a question in here for you at the end, D'Angelo. But my to be honest about this is this is again kind of a racist thing in the fact that, or even to your question you asked me a few weeks ago, is when you see somebody in the news that gets suspended, what's your immediate assumption? And what did I text you about this? I said, everybody's joking, ha-ha, Sam Darnold, whatever. If this was o Odell Beckham, he would be getting 
trashed right now. People would be losing their minds about how poor of a teammate he is, about, oh, look at what Odell Beckham's doing again. It's the boat trip all over, and this is why he's a distraction, and this is why he's a problem. But Sam Darnold gets the pass, and this is that's my, to be honest, is this is this is the problem still today in the NFL, that Sam Darnold gets a pass and Odell Beckham would be getting trashed. And the question is? <laughs> uh, so the question is to you, to take the race out of it, take the Sam Darnold versus Odell Beckham, just take a player in general. D'Angelo Williams, as a teammate, if you see somebody who, quote-unquote, your quarterback is supposed to be a leader, does that really upset you as a player? Did you say, like, oh, man, he should be out there at home? No, I did. it, it, it didn't bother, bother me at all. I, I was going to a step farther. I Johnny Manziel did this exact same thing, and Johnny Manziel got reprimanded. Everybody was at his neck. Um, and it had, had nothing to do with race. It's just you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And and they put his feet to the fire. And obviously, he's out of the league now because he couldn't stop partying. And I, and I compared him to Gronkowski because Grunk does the same thing and everybody glorified it. Um, you know, he was flipping guys with a broken arm and all this on stage. But because he was winning, we was OK with it. Like, oh, yeah, he you know, he's living his best life. Like everybody wanted to go party with Grunk. Everybody didn't want to go party with Johnny Manziel because he wasn't a winner. And they was like, dude, you should probably get in your playbook. We've seen you play. It's the same with Sam Darnold. I think he should have to live up to the same uh, expectations of other quarterbacks in the National Football League. Like you, I mean, if you heard about Tom Brady being out there, I'm pretty sure there'd be a lot of people that'd be pissed like, Tom, bro, get your ass in the house. <laughs> like, what are you doing? He that, get, that's just what it is. He get a My two, be honest, is a little different, Bowls? though. All right, yeah, let's hear yours. Huh? I said he wouldn't get now, the pass. For, he wouldn't get the pass for the Super Bowls. It'd be like, hey, no, he, Tom, he, he do definitely get want. the pass for it. But like people like us wouldn't let him live it down because obviously, you know, he's he's been setting his president so far. So for him to go out and party, like we would, we would lean on something else. We'd have to, we'd have to change the narrative and make it fit what we think it is. Like, oh, is he having problems at home? Uh, it can't be on the field. So we'll start like the rumors and stuff like that are start swirling because that's not Tom Brady. That's not the Tom Brady that we've come to know and love or come to know and hate. Like, this is different. We don't like seeing this side of you. We want to think that you're miserable at home. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> we want to think you're miserable. <laughs> <laughs> we know he's not, but come on, man. You know, we, we all kind of, we, we try to find like when somebody's extremely happy, there got to be something wrong, and we got to figure out what it is. No, he's out there playing polo with with Jason Seahorn. <laughs> I hate you, Jay. <laughs> so my two, be honest. I think the most important holiday is Thanksgiving. It's a time for the family to get together and spend time with one another and meet without a body being present. Yes, I'm talking about a funeral because you know that's when everybody fly into town and. Everybody hang out, not expecting anything. And you catch up as family members. You meet the long lost cousin or somebody that you didn't know that was in your family that, that actually show up. This is one of the few times where we get together without expecting anything other than great food and company. Christmas and all the other holidays, you're expecting something like, hey, where's my gift? Where's this? Where's that? I think we've gotten away from that with the division in the family, whether it's money or just dislike. So this holiday Give somebody the gift of love by simple, happy holidays. So from me and Jake and from Jake and myself, we would like to tell everybody out there, happy, happy holidays. holidays.